When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Eye of the Hurricane podcast. Well, the first order of business is, unfortunately, the University of Tulsa women's basketball team fell to UCF today in the first round of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Uh, The seventh seed lost to the number 10 seed. The final was 69-53 and certainly disappointing uh, ending for Angie Nelp's team after they had beaten UCF twice during the regular season. But UCF the better team today, and so they advanced to the second round to take on Memphis and and the season presumably is over for Tulsa, but you know, you hold out hope for some sort of postseason play. Tulsa ends up the regular season at 17 and 13. On the men's side, the Hurricane finding out who their opponent's going to be on Thursday. That happened yesterday when all of the games finally completed. Hurricane had actually a weekend bye, so they sat and watched and found out that the opponent is Wichita State, which is really a fascinating matchup for the Golden Hurricane. Uh, Tulsa went up to Wichita earlier in the year. And and really played well and had a chance to win in that ball game on the 14th of January. In fact, Tulsa was up by 16 at halftime. Uh, they were up by nine with nine minutes to play. They were up by eight with uh, seven minutes to play. They were up by seven with less than six minutes to play. But Wichita State rallied and won the game. They scored the game's last seven points. And then the other matchup between Tulsa and Wichita State was at home. And TU got down big early. They were down 19 at halftime. They were down by as many as 24. That came at about the 12 minute mark. They were actually down 21 points with 2.58 to go and then a furious rally. They knocked it down to 8 and had a shot, a 3-pointer that was on the way that rattled in and out and that would have given Tulsa a 5-point deficit with about 30 seconds to play but it it missed 
uh, Wichita State got the rebound and ended up winning the game by 11. So Golden Hurricane will try to win for the first time against Wichita State in the game on Thursday starting at 6 p.m. And today, head coach Eric Kunkel had this opportunity to meet with the media. Here's his press conference. Well, it's good to see everybody. Uh, th- this is March, and it's a great time of year. Uh, we are looking to take our 0-0 zero and zero record right now like everybody and, and take part in March Madness, and that's the, the great beauty of, of this month and these events in conference tournament play and, and postseason play. We, we've finished um, the other seasons from the preseason to the non-conference season to the regular season of conference play, and now this is the postseason. So we, we are um, excited about playing and excited about improving and want to go down to Fort Worth and, and stay as long as we can. Every coach says that, but when when you're, the situation that you guys are in, how is how welcoming is March when when you have everything left out there? Well, I think it's the I, I gave our guys a history lesson the other day about how March Madness has really came to be, and from how regular season champions just went, and then there was a time where only one team per league went to the NCAA tournament, and then the NIT was at in some ways the more prominent tournament. In fact, some teams chose to go to the NIT rather than the NCAA. We were in the practice gym the other day and showed the banners of the NIT champions, and I was a part of one in 01. Had one player come after me after I said all this and said, Coach, what is the NIT? He had no idea. So we talked about the entire history of what March is all about and how rarely the number one seed wins in conference tournaments, in the NCAA tournaments. There's four number one seeds. So just talked about the real excitement and why this is one of the great sporting events in the world and why that is and we're a part of it uh we're even though we've uh our regular season of course is uh not with a gaudy record uh in the right direction um we get an opportunity to take part in march madness and I gave them also instances from my own playing career to times in coaching where we were able to go on a run that sometimes was a little bit unforeseen, and, and what a great thrill that is. So let's let's do everything we can to take part of that. Do you see potential with these guys? I mean, I'm not not saying whatever. Do you see like chances for you guys, given you know putting everything else in the past? I just know that in March there are great examples of teams that have, if you just went with the chalk, you know, uh, you wouldn't have some of the greatest stories in history. And so we we will not, I told our team, we're not better than anybody, but we just have to be better that one night. And that's what March Madness is all about. Do you, uh, how do you feel about the health-ish of your team? I know you've, you've battled some injuries. You've changed up your starting lineup quite a bit towards the end of the stretch. Do you feel like you have a healthier team going down to Fort Worth? I feel like because of the bye that we didn't play last uh, yesterday like the rest of the league, we, we've been given an opportunity to get more healthy. How, What that means in extra bodies than what we've had will still determine here this week. Do you like the production you got from some of the guys that you haven't really gotten to see much minutes from and um, the, down the stretch of the season? Do you feel like that is going to pay dividends? Maybe not this week, but next season perhaps? Well, I'm proud of the effort that guys have put forward. I mean, you look at the different cases of what guys have been asked to do from what they were asked to do earlier in the season from uh, Josiah McWright, who 
played more minutes at South Florida than he did probably in the first 10 games combined. So you, you look at that as a, as, a, as a growing point. A guy like Ari Seals, who's uh, came here on, not on scholarship and is playing 20 minutes a game over the last three games and doing a nice job of the things that we're asking him to do from defending and rebounding and just trying to make other people better. So th those types of things we're just going to rally around. Um, there's things that we're trying to build in this program going further. And it's, it's those types of things that you just, you just want to grab a hold on and say, hey, these are things that we stand for. And we're just going to keep trying to get better at that. You mentioned the O&O &O thing. You were talking with Kelly about it. Uh, some of your teams at previous schools when they were maybe at the top of the conference, I would imagine that was still the same message was you're going into it O&O. Is it easier, you think, to convey that message to a team that's not at the top of the league? When you have so much success during a season, I would imagine your guys are, are kind of hanging on to that and excited about how well they're playing. But when you're not playing well, do you feel like it's easier for those guys to maybe take that message, if, if that makes sense? So I think about the different types of teams. Um, you know, when I was at the University of Miami, we came in at number one seed one year. We won the regular season, and we already knew we were going to the NCAA tournament. Now it was about trying to win an ACC tournament championship and trying to improve your seed. So there's a different, a little bit different motivation that way. When you're in a one-bid league, and even though you take first place or second place, there's still very much the understanding that we've got to win this tournament, go to the big dance. So there's all different types of mindsets. Uh, we've talked all year about just controlling what we can control. We get to do this. No one's making us do this. Uh, we get the opportunity to play college basketball. And let's just keep trying to focus on those things that we can get better at. Um, but there is, I think, what makes March Madness great is the underdog story. And I said, guys, let's one game at a time, let's, let's try to do the most improbable underdog story there is. Because obviously, if you look at our record and you look at the games we've played in, uh, nobody would predict anything. But let's just, let's just try to play good basketball on Thursday and see what happens. Um, you, you mentioned the, the way the schedule worked out. When, that, when the schedule came out and you saw the, the break between the end of the regular season and the, the start of the conference tournament, did you like it as much as maybe you like it now? <laughs> like, I mean, if you have momentum, you know, you may, may not want that break. But it seems that's obviously a little unusual. You guys were the only ones with that. It was unusual. And I've uh, had that before. And, and I, I always just, again, look at like, I have nothing to do with that. I'm not going to get bent out of shape either way. We're going to use whatever it is to an advantage. We were able to do a lot of skill work. We were able to give guys rest that needed rest. We were able to uh, focus on us and focus on some different things. We didn't know until last night on who we were going to play just because of the way the whole schedule worked out. So just working on some different wrinkles that we might be able to implement for this week, but uh, really don't get too concerned about the schedule. I have no control over it. Coach, obviously no way you could have or anybody foreseen this type of season. What were some of the factors that led to this record? Well, I think that you, you just look over the, the course of a season and, and again, if you could predict things, we'd, we'd all be, it was like Back to the Future 3 when, when Biff got the magazine, right? You watch that movie? Yeah, so we don't have that. Um, but but obviously we, we knew that we we had certain limitations coming into the season, and we try to, as every team, maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. Uh, injury bug and other factors, we, we were, were down in numbers, but 
we're only going to control what we can control, Chris, and that's always going to be the, the message, whether we're at um, our, our, if our records are reversed or not. And we, we just look at how we can get better each day and see what's in front of us that day and, and try to attack it the best we can. I know you've complimented the uh, TU fans and the, and the support through this season, too. Absolutely, and that has been so encouraging and so appreciative of uh, of our fans. Um, just looked at our, our pure numbers from this year to the year before. We're up 36% in our overall attendance per game on the season, and it just it's something big for us. It's it's big in the moment. It's big in showing our our future recruits the type of passion that our our fan base has, our community has for TU men's basketball, and it's also. Uh, a real rallying cry of knowing that, hey, we, we, when this thing starts to turn, when we start to play a whole lot better basketball, what type of environment we can have here again. Finally, what do you, what do you tell the fans? Uh, what do you tell yourself? What gives you hope for next season? Well, we're, we're still going to be very focused on this season right here. I mean, we've got this, this event coming up this weekend, but we, we are – we're, we're about earning something. Um, we, we would absolutely have it no other way. We, we know that we're not going to be given anything. This is about a, a blue-collar mentality of rolling up our sleeves and working every day. Uh, we've got a lot to do in recruiting. We've got a lot to do in our infrastructure. We've got a lot to do in continuing to improve our game day experience. Like there, there is no standing still. You either get better or you get worse. And we are absolutely motivated to get better. Coach, uh, you know, obviously no coach has ever seen the perfect 40 minutes, but you've had a team that's had 14, 16-point lead at halftime at Oregon State, I think a 14-point lead at halftime you know, at Wichita State, games where 30 minutes in, you're still right in there in the fight. Um, you're still looking for that full <laughs> full 40 minutes from your team, and wouldn't it be great to have it here? Yeah, it's a continuous search throughout a career, really, right? Because you, you, you aim for perfection, and... You just you just want to get as close as you can to it. I've never never had a zero turnover game as a coach or a player. We've had some where it's two or three, but we're going to keep searching for it. And I think for this team, what we've had is we've had moments of great prosperity. I mean, we were down at South Florida, came back, and then it's those that that moment where you've got to just make got to push through that next barrier is is what's been hard for us. Whether we've had a lead or we're coming back from a deficit, but. I think that there is a, an opportunity as an underdog to you, you play with a clear mind, you play with a, uh, a freedom of, of, hey, this is we're just going to give it everything we've got and see what happens. The pressure's on the opponent in that respect. But uh, we've talked often about, hey, we did it for 25 minutes. We've got to squeeze out another 10, 15 minutes and put together our best game. There's no doubt we're searching for that. Postseason, you know, when you flip that page is like nothing else. I mean, it's a totally different <clears throat> kind of dynamic in that, you know, if you play an early game and you win, it's a great feeling because you're watching the others fight to get where you are. You're going to play the last game on Thursday. But there's there's something about tournament play, whether it's this tournament, NCAA, NIT, whatever. There's something about it that's different, isn't there? Oh, it's the best. I mean, it's the... Uh, again, it's the madness. I, I say it all the time. Like it's, we'll, we'll do something, and, and it's part of our schedule. Um, but in the American Conference, we're starting the conference tournament after many have already ended. So with 362 teams in Division One basketball, now some aren't eligible for the tournament. So you're looking in the high 350s. Many of them are already finished. So we're already a part of it where we're uh, that number is reducing. And then if you get through 
conference tournament play, and now you're playing into the postseason. There's very few teams playing, and it's it's a neat thing. It's something that we we talk to our teams over previous years all the time about just how how special it is it be to still be playing because this is something we love to do, something we love to keep pursuing, and to be one of the few still doing it is is really special. Could you uh, give us, we were talking about it in here before you came in about this league, how many bids it could get. Obviously, we hope you're one of them. Do you have an idea or would you have a guess on how many this league could or should end up getting? Houston's an obvious one, but anybody beyond that you think should sneak in there? I look at the numbers and, and of course, you, you see Houston and Memphis uh, at the top and, and Joel Lenardi and these other people talking about those, those things. Um, but I, I also think, you know, Houston's obviously the – they're out in front of everybody and the favorites to, to, to win everything, you know, uh, going down the road into March Madness and into the NCAA tournament. But there, there are some teams that you just look at the, the quality of teams in this league. Uh, there's so many. I've been very, very impressed going through it this first year with the depth, the talent, the age, the athleticism and size. And there's been so many competitive games throughout conference play from Temple winning at Houston to uh, a number of other teams taking teams right down to the wire. So I think it's going to make for an incredible conference tournament, a lot of excitement. And of course, there's opportunity for a third team, if you will, to be able to cut down those nets in Fort Worth. So you never want to be a low seed. <clears throat> so you're hoping you're going to play. The guys are going to play freer, free mind, loose, maybe not uptight. So because you, you're not, you know, you're, you're a low seed, not much is expected. So maybe that's advantage to you guys. Well, we hope so. I mean, there's there's that possibility that you see that at times in, in NCAA tournament play, in conference tournament play. Uh, we, we've been – it's something that we try to have all the time. We want to have that that mentality of playing with a clear mind, of playing aggressively, not not being overcome with so much analysis and thought, of, of playing in an attacking mode. Now, in recent weeks, we've tried to play at a much slower tempo, trying to reduce the number of possessions in a game. But still, we want to be the aggressor. We want to be uh, – uh, the hunters, and and that's regardless of record, but in this case, for sure, um, we'll, we'll be the underdog in this game, and we want to be able to relish that moment and, and play when uh, you, you've got an opportunity to, to take somebody out, and that's what these tournaments are all about. Anything else? Thank you, everybody. Once again, the game is at 6 o'clock on Thursday, and let's hope Tulsa can shock the world if they are able to defeat Wichita State. Believe it or not, they would take on the number three seed, the Tulane Green Wave, the only team that Tulsa has beaten this year in the American Athletic Conference. So let's hope there is a little March madness yet to go for the Golden Hurricane. That wraps it up for this edition of Eye of the Hurricane podcast. Tomorrow we'll have a special interview with one of the best players on the Tulsa men's tennis team. That's coming up on Eye of the Hurricane podcast. I'm Bruce Howard. So long for now. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Golden Hurricane Sports Network.
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.